1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but try them and see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone on into the world. This is what we're going to talk a little bit about today in our podcast. I want to be encouraging and help others not to fall prey to some of the attacks that I have been witnessing and seeing and I myself have fallen into this week. Maybe I can help you because attacks are coming. It's just how you deal with them. Right after a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody out there in podcast land, it's David. We're just going to have a little talk. I haven't been on very much in the last few days, but I just got married this last Saturday. And it was a great time with friends, family, and my new wife, Jessica, who is now Jessica Randolph. You might be able to hear more of her in some of our podcasts. Maybe you hear her singing, and hopefully you hear us doing some more ministry. But today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the spirits, the little S spirits, not the capital S. Whenever you see a capital S spirit in the Bible, that's referring to the spirit, which is the spirit of God. Whenever you see a lowercase spirit, S-P-I-R-I-T, spirit, that is other spirits, like could be evil spirits, uh, ministering spirits, um, human spirits, all kinds of spirits like that. But the spirit is the capital S spirit. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about all the other things contrary to the Spirit of God. So one of the factors of the lowercase spirit we're going to talk about today is, like in John, 1 John 4, 1, is test the spirits. This is something we kind of forgot to do. We might do periodically throughout the day or weeks or even months, but it's something that we should do more often. And how do you test the spirits? Well. The vehicle for spirits here on earth are people. We know that animals can harbor spirits because the Bible tells us about spirits that were kicked out of people that were cast into pigs, wild pigs, and they ran vehemently down the hill and killed themselves. So we know that animals can harbor spirits, but they're only vehicles so that the spirit can get away from the spirit of God. And that's one thing that they do not like. One way you can tell a spirit that's not of God is, one of the best ways is, if you ask that person to pray. If you ask another person to pray, Christian, friends, family, worldly people, and they say, no, I don't want prayer, that's a great indicator to know that you're dealing with something that is contrary to the spirit of God, that they have no desire to be in part of God, that they have a very single mind that their mind is not on the spirit of God. It's not on godly things. It is very selfish. It's very worldly minded. And this is a real good indicator that you're dealing with something other than the spirit of God. Now, the reason why I put the capital S spirit as the indicator opposition to the lowercase spirit is because we're not gonna use a human spirit to oppose the other spirit because even human spirits are contrary to God. We're talking about 
Anything that's contrary to God, lowercase s, is that spirit. You will run into people, and people become vehicles for spirits. They are the vehicles. They're the hands and feet, just like for Jesus. When we say, I'm the hands and feet of Jesus, use me, do your miracles through me, do do whatever you want with me, and we yield ourselves to God. The same thing happens when we yield ourselves to lowercase spirits, evil spirits, ministering spirits, humanistic spirits. Things come into your eyes, your ears, your senses. These things come in and you pick them up. They don't have to possess you, but you can carry them along and they can jump off at any time, just like a train. A spirit can harbor on a person and then jump off at any time. That's why you can notice it's very hard to indicate sometimes a person is being used is because every once in a while you'll get close to somebody. They'll start to do really weird things contrary to who they are, who their relationship is with you. And then other times they are the greatest people. They do godly things, but then all of a sudden they do really bad things because they allow themselves to be used by a spirit. And you can do that. That doesn't mean you're possessed. And this is the problem I think in the church that people have a, a problem relating to because they, they think of just possession spirits and God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. But they don't understand that when you have a lying spirit, because there's lying spirits that were sent from God in the Old Testament, and whenever you have a spirit, different kinds of spirits can get on you. Have you ever noticed, I'll give you a good example, a little kid. A little kid is pretty much a blank slate. But as they're around somebody else that has mannerisms, like let's say one person uh, picks their ear, their left ear, all the time when they talk. And if a little kid's around that long enough, they're going to start to do that. They're going to put their finger in their ear and they're going to talk and they're going to pick these things up. They'll have a twitch. There's all kinds of things. This is how you pick up mannerisms and things like that. Well, the same thing happens in the spiritual world. The spirits do the same thing. So if you're around somebody, let's say you're, you're a kid but never got in trouble and you go to a new school and the school's full of gang members and the gang member comes up to you and starts to coach you into stealing, lying from your parents, doing all kinds of bad things. And you, you resist it at first. You say, no, that's wrong. I can't do that. And you put up a fight, but then you go home and your parents make you mad and you go back to your school and you realize, man, I'm going to do what these people say. And you yield yourself over to that temptation. That's the way you open the door for these vehicles, these spirits to enter the vehicle. You're opening the door for the enemy to enter into you. And this is what happens to people. I'll give you a good example. I've seen people stuck in the past. They've hooked on to something very bad that's happened to them. They've not forgiven, they've not released it, and they start to hold on to feelings and they get caught up in the past. That's a vehicle, that's a doorway to a vehicle right there. You're opening your door for the spirit to enter. You've given access to any spirit that will enter in. Now there's different levels of spirits. You're not gonna get an archangel spirit to enter in through that door. You're gonna have to have a bigger door for that. But if you open the door enough, little spirits will come in. And these little spirits are terrorizers, the troublemakers, and they're nitpicking. They're they're just very, very hazardous to relationships, to families, and they do very much damage because you let them in. And then if you notice, the person slowly deteriorates. Their life slowly deteriorates. And as they deteriorate, their life around them deteriorates. You start to see their house get get taken over by things. 
you start to see things falling apart, their job life, their everything about them just starts to deteriorate around them. When they once had something really good happening, all of a sudden it's like death entering around them. Because this is what happens when evil presence is there. They don't like good things. Anything good drives them nuts. That's why in the Bible it says when his spirit is kicked out, he goes and gets more and he comes back and finds the house garnished. That's an interesting thing that God put in the Bible. It's garnished. He didn't just say it was cleaned. He also said it's garnished. That there's something there that wasn't there before. And a garnish is almost like the icing on the cake. It's a little extra detail to the to the situation. And that drives the spirit nuts because whenever he walks around in this house, he sees something there that reminds him of goodness. And they don't like that. They want to wreck it. That's why when somebody, I'll give you an example. Uh, I just got married this weekend. Saturday, me and Jess got married. It was a very good time for us. It was one of the happiest times of my life. And for Jessica, it's two people that are in love. We decided to get married. And then we invited friends and family and people that wanted to join. Anyone that wanted to come. And lo and behold, as people come, there's people that start arguments, start trouble. They start to fight. They start to fuss. And you think to yourself, why would people do that? They're coming to a very happy festival. It's a very fun time. It's not about anybody else, but about two people that are coming together to become one. And as they bring that union together, it's a joyous time. But if you look around, you see so many people that are unhappy. Maybe they looked at their life and seen that they wrecked their life and they don't want somebody else to have happiness. There's people that don't like that. Well, that's because they have allowed spirits to talk to them, to minister to them. Them are ministering spirits. There's not only ministering spirits of good, there's ministering spirits that will sit and whisper in your ear and say things like, that person don't like you. That person's mad at you. That person lied about you. And put up all these things to get you fussing, to get you hurt, get you hurt feeling, get your feelings stirred up, because the object is to get you to do something. And once you do something, it might be too late. You might pick up a gun for the first time and shoot somebody, and that's the end of it. You might physically hurt somebody and live with the results of that the rest of your life. You might damage a relationship. You might do something that you're going to regret. And that's why I'm putting this podcast out today. I don't want you to make bad decisions. I want you to think about things. If you're hearing these voices in your head, you need to pray. We have power to rebuke. In the midst of these chaos, when you're in the midst of something like this, you need to pray. You need to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You need to call that spirit out. I started off this podcast about talking about prayer. One of the ways you can really get a good gauge with people is if you ask them to pray. If you ask somebody to pray and they reject it or they get mad at you, you need to pray for that person anyways. That person might not want it, but I started to think the last few days. Whenever the disciples or Jesus came into an area and there was an evil spirit, they didn't ask the person, hey, do you want prayer? Hey, can I pray for you? They just did it. They said, come out of him, you unclean spirit. I rebuke you. I bind you in the name of Jesus. And when that happens, you take authority over what that spirit has because the spirit has no authority. He slipped into an open door and he's wreaking havoc in a house that he has no business being in. But we who have the Spirit of God 
have given God the okay to come into this house and to have free reign. We did it all decently and orderly. So don't back down from the lowercase spirit today. I want you to have authority. I want you to be praying. I want you to think about the voices you hear and the actions you take with the voices you hear and how you feel. Don't let little spirits take control of your vehicle. The vehicle being the body. The body being the house of God, the temple of God. Because when you yield this body over to the evil spirit, you give him free reign to have the temple, which is designed to be the temple of God. And this temple is only supposed to be inhabited by one spirit, that's the capital S, Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. With that, I want you to say, Jesus, I love you. Inhabit my spirit. Come on in here. Clean me up. Do whatever you want. Rebuke any spirits that are in me, Jesus. Clean up my mind. Clean up my heart, my feelings, my emotions. And have your way, Jesus. And when you come in contact with anybody that has these spirits, you need to rebuke them. Not get in an argument with them, but you need to pray. You need to pray for them. Pray for yourself. Guard yourself. Guard your heart. And with that, Jesus loves you. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. I want you all to be prayed up. We are under some strange times. People that you thought you knew are doing strange things. Even yourself is capable of doing something that you wouldn't think you would normally do, or you're gonna be pulled into doing something that you would not normally do and you're gonna regret it. I don't want you to do that. I want you to pray for one another, love one another, and keep yourself pure and clean and holy. And with that, God bless.